Merry Christmas, Smash fans, and welcome to the last Super Casperlos episode of the year. Not ever, unfortunately. <sighs> I'm Xantok, and I'm still here putting up with the craziness and utter chaos that is Jono, who has turned into a Christmas tree, I think. But we are here today for another Smash episode for you here, closing out another cycle of episodes. This time around, we're going to be talking about villains. Funnily enough, because uh, of the timing that Sephiroth just got added into Smash, which Sephiroth just got added into the Smash, I'm still very confused about this whole situation. Uh, it, interestingly enough, we had originally planned, before Sephiroth got revealed, he was supposed to be in this episode. We were going to have a battle of uh, two different pairs of villains, and it was going to be Sephiroth versus Dr. Eggman for one of them. And then Sephiroth gets revealed, it's like, ah, what do? We did not expect this. Never in our wildest dreams did we think we'd get Sephiroth in Smash Brothers. A second no. Final Fantasy character, sure. Uh, Yuna, Black Mage, Cecil, Terra, Noctis, I guess. Yeah, I would have. I would not have been surprised if we got any of them. Then we got Sephiroth, and I'm just like, uh, brain broke. What? Yeah. Steve was not a surprise. Yeah. Like I, I had been calling for Steve, not quite since Ultimate was uh, announced, but early on in the cycle, I was calling for Steve. So when he got out, I was like, "Yep, this makes sense." Sephiroth is the biggest surprise to me. Of all the DLC so far. Which is funny, because Cloud was the biggest surprise to me of all the Smash 4 DLC. So I guess it's fitting. What was a surprise to me um, about it? Uh, not to not to go on too long, because clearly we're talking about Sephiroth in the next on topic. Uh, but, it's that we didn't get Barrett instead. I mean, come on. But we got him as a me costume. Yeah, that's true. That, uh, that fulfills that particular very specific desire so it's weird though that yeah. unlike most me costumes normally it's either a hat or hat and outfit but for all three of the mm -hmm. Final Fantasy seven protagonists it's just the outfit none of them have a hat so i mm -hmm. hope you picked good hair that matches them for your me's mm -hmm. that you totally know how to make on a switch because they didn't hide that Seriously. menu at all Ooh. <laughs> Seriously. well you know it's a good thing that they got me costumes and that Gino got into. So, we're... Oh, yeah. Well. We'll probably be talking about that a lot in the next episode, too. So, there's kind of that. All that to be said, I am happy with Sephiroth's inclusion. I'm perplexed and confused and shocked, but I'm quite happy. So, there's that. There's yeah. that. Breaks, breaks quite a number of barriers... Uh, including uh, the speculation barrier, the walls within which we were all confined to prior. Done. My personal Done. fan rule is dead. Yep. It's like, I don't want more than rule. one character from the same third-party franchise in Smash. And then Echo happens like, okay, I guess Echo can be an exception. And then Separate happens like, well, fuck. God damn it. Yeah, it's... It really yeah. makes me... Just deal with this little tangent a little bit here it's like it really makes me even more confused about where the second sonic character is because you would have th you would have think that of all the third-party franchises they would have been the first to get a second oh yeah 
that's yeah. what I was expecting. It was like, oh, echoes are a thing. Oh, Richter is an echo. We're getting Shadow, right? Or at least uh, Knuckles being as a Sonic echo. But that didn't happen. I was like, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of uh, speaking of like Christmas, uh, Grinchly prominently featured Shadow as an echo. It did. Um, well, as well, it didn't feature him as well, an echo. Well, not necessarily an echo. Character. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a shock, but yeah. um, you know, that, now that Sephiroth's in and that fan rule is broken, we can get uh, freaking Tails and Eggman and Knuckles and Shadow. Yeah, I mean, holy cow! It just doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. We can finally fulfill that uh, that old melee Nintendo Power uh, trick from like 2002, where they're like, "Hey, kids, Tails and Sonic are playable in the Smash Brothers Melee, and also yeah. Toad." And Shrek. What if Shrek is the last character they reveal? I would tell you to please push me off a cliff. I'm sure Shrek would be happy to. Probably. It's not ogre. It's not ogre until it's ogre. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. But yeah, we, Before, we just want to uh, mention that really quick since Sephiroth was supposed to be in this episode and it put us in a bit of a scramble of oh what do we do for the mm-hmm. matchup now because it, it was, we the way that we have this episode set up is we have two Nintendo female villains going to go up against each other. In fact, you can see yeah. their names in the title already. And then we have two third party male villains going up against each other and we originally had picked Sephiroth and Eggman not only due to their personal iconicity and their huge names in the gaming industry, but they're both the villains for characters that are already in Smash, being Sonic and Cloud. So it just made sense. But then it was like, oh, well, Sephiroth's out. Are any of the other possible options that we have here on the same level as Eggman? Well, Dracula, he is. But we just didn't... We wanted to save Dracula for something else. Mm-hmm. And then we had an idea that we can do for Eggman in the future. It's just like, all right, well, I guess we're not doing Eggman either. We'll just pick two different iconic third-party villains, I guess. And we'll talk more about them later, or they might be in the description or something. I don't know. John writes the descriptions. I, I, don't, oh, I don't read them. They, I just, they will be. He gives them to me, and then I copy and paste it in the YouTube video. I, I won't pay attention to it. He well, can put the, the fact that I owe him my first board, and I'd be like, sure, I I didn't read it, but I guess now it's a thing. Well, this is The Witcher now, eh? <laughs> hey, I'm still only halfway through watching that Let's Play. It's taken me a while. There's 162 videos. True. I'm just True. past the halfway marker. Give me time. Okay. Well, well I declare price. the law of surprise. The first game is slow. The first game is a little rough. Love Kicks that. off in the second, honestly. Um, Boy, I hope same so. with Netflix series, I would imagine. <laughs> like, I'm Which not surprised if uh, people thought that it was going to flop after what I've seen of the first game because it doesn't seem that interesting. Mm-hmm. I can see the mm-hmm. potential, but the first game does not look that interesting to me. No, no, it's not until we uh, hit the second game where things really kick off honestly and the third especially um the third is where you get the bloody baron quest and get to talk about uh the the cursed child a little bit so it's a interesting storyline cursed child is non-canon we're not talking about that bullshit book oh no we're not 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 that cursed child i I, I don't care what anyone says cursed child is not canon 
No. No, it's... It kind of details uh, J.K. Rowling's mental deterioration. I'll give her that. Give it that much. Fair. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, I may as well mention the botchling, which is actually on the Smashtopia wiki now. It is, and Good it's times. a thing to look at. Uh, I, I actually was going to say this until we got to our next Smashtopia episode, but since you brought it up, I've been doing quite a few renovations to how things are uh, organized and presented on the wiki. Um, assist trophies and Pokeballs now have a KOable field, so you can easily tell what's KOable KO-able and what's not. The music has been uh, reorganized on all the stage pages. I move where the images are at, trying to make things clearer. Uh, I still have some more work that I'm planning to do to it, uh, just to make things be a little bit better, more presentable. Unfortunately, design-wise, I can't. Just, I can't. Yeah. So I can't <laughs> uh, make it look more interesting from that perspective. But as far as your organization is concerned, uh, I think it's getting better. And I added a special image to the main page of the wiki. So anybody that has an interest in that, well, you know, maybe take it's a look. It's great. It's great. You should go check it out. Yeah. Um, couple, a couple little things I want to mention, too, before we get into these two matchups. Uh, quickly, firstly, I believe you said at the start of the episode that um, this is the last episode of the year, correct? Uh, I think so. I, I, it's actually the first episode of the new year. Fuck! <laughs> Happy New Year, Happy everyone! New year. Hey! It's not before um, Christmas at all. Happy New Year. Oh well, the me the episode now that I have it pulled up. The episode before the Christmas was on the nineteenth, and that's not exactly. I guess it's kind of close to Christmas. But, uh, yeah. Well, we hope you had a Merry Christmas. And most of you still have your Christmas decorations up anyway. So, Honestly, uh-huh. with the way 2020 has been, this might this episode might be going up on December 33rd. I'm not convinced 2020 is going to end yet. No. Until I you see that calendar roll thing? over on my computer, I'm not convinced this year is going to end. Yeah, 2021 is probably going to be all kinds of screwed up, but at least it's not 2020. That's going to be my favorite part about it being the new year. 2020 is when the season of your favorite show just decides, ah, fuck it. And they throw every every single plot thread they can at once, and it just causes absolute chaos. And they spend the next season uh, doing very minimal things story-wise, and I'm just hoping it's like, okay... We need to do some things to bring back our fans because we've lost most of them and we're about to lose our funding. Yeah, so David Benioff and D.B. Weiss wrote this year of Earth, apparently. You know, it's it's certainly possible. It definitely wasn't written by the Mandalorian team. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just started that. um, And I probably should have sooner because I already got spoiled by the endless stream ah. of spoilers on the internet. See, see but, that's why I knew I had to watch it Friday, because originally I was going to watch other things. It's like, oh, wait, no, if I don't watch this right now, I am going to come across a spoiler within an hour. Mm-hmm. So let's just get this yeah. out of the way. Yeah. All I'll say, though, is what a way to end it. I am I haven't lost my hype, even though I know it's going to happen. Um, also, speaking of Star Wars and... Uh, Game of Thrones and Smash Brothers and Final Fantasy. 
in all sorts of media that people get behind as fans. They all there have is villains. A, that's also true. But no, there there was a super fan of media, like you and I, uh, who was an old friend of ours from the Mercurius era, who passed away recently of, uh, to my understanding, lung issues. So I just wanted to give a shout out to William Carpenter, who otherwise was known as Pretty Pink Pony on Mercurius, and the Kaiser in the general internet stratosphere uh honestly we never got to know each other that well and drifted apart over time um so just wanted but still always respected the guy he was kind of the elder statesman of mercurius when we showed up there were many personalities on mercurius he was the stable one (laughs) this the smart one uh the one with mature wit uh, so I always respected the guy. I looked up to him as a kid. Uh, and he we was, had a lot of the same... Yeah. P- Pretty Pink Pony was the one that... He, they, they were our old man in the cave. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous to go alone. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, he and I shared a lot of the same interests. I think that his favorite series were probably Zelda and Fire Emblem. Uh, and mine, too. And over time, as well. I mean, he opened that comic book shop and in uh missouri i think or uh mississippi rather mississippi uh long beach comic shop and he got to live the last few years of his life i mean he died at 32 that's pretty that's pretty shitty but at least he got to spend the last few years of his life i mean selling comics and living out his best life as a nerd because hell that's kind of the dream for i think all of us oh yeah not necessarily comics but working within that stratosphere of just hey these are this is something i'm passionate about so good for him that he could do that. And uh, so we're sending you off, Pretty Pink Pony. Thanks for being a part of our lives. I don't really know what the makeup of your French, our friendship would necessarily be had we not met him. He was a catalyst at the start of it. So respect. And uh, yeah, villains. There, he, he liked villains too and this episode's about villains. Uh-huh. It is. Four villains <laughs> in particular. Yeah. Who are they? Well, for our first a matchup, again, you know, it's up here in the title, but uh, two Nintendo ladies, one mm-hmm. old, one new, Medusa yeah. of Kid Icarus versus Lusamine a Pokemon Sun and Moon. Which one will we... Wow, I almost said which one will be Smash, and that would have been wrong. Uh, which one will we choose <laughs> to add to Smash? And which one will we more... dash their hopes away? It would be oh, more interesting if you said I'm which one so will be Smash I about myself. the next matchup. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well. I thought, you pronu- I thought we pronounced it Losamine. No, it's Lusamine. Oh, wow. Anyway, I never played Sun and Moon, so you can talk about her. Um, and I'll talk about Medusa. Does that, does that work? Alrighty, so Lusamine at first presents herself to you as a friend in Pokemon Sun and Moon. She is the president of the Aether Foundation, which is... Uh, you, could, you could call it a more effective PETA. And ones where that aren't 
pieces of shit at first. Yeah. They work to not only, you know, conserve a little bit of the environment of their area, but primarily helping Pokemon. Uh, healing the sick, taking them away from poor trainers, uh, trying to help the ones that have been abused, and doing research for to improve the care of Pokemon and general livelihoods. Of course, as you play through a bit more of the game, you kind of you kind of find out that Lucy Mead is a little bit unhinged, and she's been doing experiments with uh, another not I want to say other realities, but like uh, ultra ultra space ultra wormholes, uh, the ultra beasts. She's been poisoned by one of them, the Neolego, which has been affecting her mental state and driving her completely and utterly insane. To the point where she just wants to save them and make sure they're protected while also abusing poor little Cosmog and using its power for her own benefits, even though it hurts it. it it's, you know, her, you know, her children, she kind of... Let, let's say if a helicopter parent was evil, nah, Lucy means got a little bit of that. Her, her parents, she, drove, she drove both of her children to run away, and she was consumed with getting them back, partly because they both stole two of her science experiments, which, kinda get that. At the same time, Lucy means you're fucking insane. What the hell? Uh, eventually, at the end of the game, spoilers, that's the whole thing is on spoilers, she's able to succeed in going to the Ultra Wormhole, and find her precious Neolegos, which, by the way, look like space jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And they're rock poison type? I don't get the typing. <laughs> poison? Okay, I can kind of see the poison typing. But rock? What? And she merges her body with one of them, or one of them absorbs her. It's weird. And uh, I think we all know where those scenes tend to go. Tentacles. Yep. Fucking weird. I, I dare say yeah. it's the weirdest Pokemon has ever gone. Yeah. L Lucimi yeah. merged with the Neolego is, uh. That's up there. That's fucking up there. Well, I was like, ah. Okay. I guess the fan base to, uh, turn off from Gardevoir for a few. Oh, they turned off a of Gardevoir into Bowsette years ago. Wasn't that a fun time in our lives? No. It was not. Uh, what a trend. I'm surprised Nintendo uh, utter, ever dared to utter the word Super Crown ever again after those fan arts started coming in. Because they did not uh -huh. like Bowsette. They did not. Oh, no. Of course not. Of course not. They're Nintendo. I mean, that is one thing they don't like. I mean, they also don't like Super Smash Brothers fans having fun at tournaments, apparently. They also don't like Waldo. They don't Gino. like or Gino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, here's what you get, you little shits. Now shut up. And we're like, okay. Um all that said, I love you, Nintendo. I'll visit Super Nintendo World. It'll be a great time. Yeah, when you uh, bring it to the US. Uh-huh. I can't wait to wear my Waluigi watch. Oh with... wait. Medusa. Medusa. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Medusa? Yep. Okay, Medusa is a goddess in Greek mythology, and also in the world of Kid Icarus, which is loosely-ish based off of Greek mythology. Uh, she 
essentially is cast to the underworld, uh, commands huge underworld armies of reapers and eggplant wizards and blah, 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 snakes on her head, the whole deal, the whole deal. Um, in the original Kid Icarus, it was, it was pretty cut and dry. It's uh, Palutena says, hey, go kill Medusa because she's bad and, and sends the underworld army upon us. And Pip's like, okay. Uh, same thing for Myths and Monsters. It's like, okay. And then Kid Icarus Uprising comes around, which is a great little bomb of character explosion oh, yeah. for everyone involved. Uh, bless Sakurai. I hope that he does more things like that. If it's not Uprising 2, then maybe another retro renovation like Mystery of Murasame Castle. Uh, or whatever. Ice Climber. Something. Um, Clue yeah, Clue and Medusa. Yeah. So, so theoretically, Medusa can summon creatures from the underworld. She can use her stony glare. She can use dark magic. Um, and that's how I would like to approach it today when we discuss her. Because she, she could make an, a convincing Palutena Echo, but at the same time, she can make a convincing, unique character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be against the Palutena Echo, but she'd make it cooler, as can be said for almost any character. And that's that's about it. She, and spoilers, I guess, um, she was presented as the main villain in Kid Icarus Uprising, which led to one of the most iconic double take scenes and uprising where you're having the credits roll and then Hades like wait a fucking minute and just rips, rips the screen open and he's like actually so there's good. still two thirds of this game to play and uh, then he breaks the fourth wall and you're fighting Medusa's boss for the, most of the game Yeah, I, I remember when I played uprising I didn't know that that happened and I'm just like mm -hmm. credits already? Mm -hmm. This game was not worth whatever the amount was if it ending already. That, that's fucking dumb. And then mm -hmm. the Hades reveal is like, oh, yeah. okay, you've got yeah. my attention. Where's yeah. this gonna go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, Medusa got the shaft when she was the original villain, so that was kind of sad and whatever, but still prominent enough villain, and I think that she... I don't know. Hades may make it in before her, but I kind of think that historical precedent, she should be up there. Yeah. And yeah, so her and Lusamine. Uh, let's get into the meat of this business. Okay. But they both have tentacles. That's their that's their uniting factor besides being female villains. I don't like that. Let's move on. <laughs> so. Something I want to bring up on Medusa before we shift back to Lucemin here real quick is all of Palutena's special moves, including all of her custom moves from Smash 4, unless I'm misremembering here, uh, come from the various powers that you can um, get and apply to Pit in Kid Icarus Uprising. Uh, like Heavenly Light, um, Explosive Flame, Black Hole, Mega Laser, those are all the powers that yeah. Pit can use. My idea yeah. for um, Medusa was always that she would use a different set of powers, like have all her special moves still be powers, but I, she goes with a different ones than what Palutena would, because she's still a goddess, so she should still mm -hmm. have that basic ability. Now, she's not... I don't think she'd really be using, you know, Heavenly Light. That doesn't make sense to me. But, uh, Landmine? Yeah. I don't see a problem there. Poison Attack? Paralyze Attack? Petrify Attack? 
I mean, these are options. Mm -hmm. Maybe not eggplant attack or tempura attack, because those are, you know, probably a little OP. But virus, (laughs) uh, weakened and paralyzed nearby foes. I'm saying a lot of things that will be sass effects here, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Meteor shower, I don't think Palutena used that one in Smash 4. Can't recall for sure. Yeah. There's plenty of options that we could have her use. Yeah. Her take on Black Hole could be more akin to your Black Hole you presented for Orbulon in the Smashtopia, theoretically. I don't know. I, I think I liked that one for Orbulon because he was a smaller character. But Medusa sure. Sure. would be Palutena's height, which would be a little bit yeah, harder to see that helpful. happen. Would Medusa also pull dance? I don't... You know... I would say I, 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 I want so. I want to say no. I want <laughs> to say no. But if you had asked me about if you had asked me that question about saying Palutena's name instead, I would have told you no. And yet, yeah, does Palutena pull dance? Does Zero Suit Samus have high heels? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes with Sakurai, I truly, truly don't. He has a little bit bit of that American sentiment in him. I guess. All right. Well, with all of that said, um, we've got another individual with uh, lengthy appendages attached to her body to speak of. of. Uh, That's not Medusa. Oh, actually, I don't don't know. How are we approaching Lizamine here? I'm assuming she's possessed by Neolego, but that's just my assumption. Or is she a Pokemon trainer or... How so, are we approaching this? I think there's a couple of different ways that you could approach it. You could approach it just like Pokemon Trainer themselves. Because uh, I know you have... A while back, you uploaded Trainer in to the Smashtopia wiki. And they use Vanillix, mm-hmm. Zoroark, and Kling Kling in the same kind of mechanic that the Pokemon Trainer works in Smash. Um, and we could do that. But I feel like if we... I, I'm not sure if it's good or not to have every single Pokemon Trainer that we would add to Smash work in the same way, or if some of them should be different. I'm not entirely certain of that. Uh, I do yeah. think... I, th- I think that when Lusamine is fighting, she's in her regular, just normal Lusamine. But her final smash is where Neolego comes into play. Yeah. We, we You would see the Neolego uh, come in there, possess her, and then do some attack in its new Lusamine Neolego form. The, the thing that always kind of bothered me about Pokemon Sun and Moon's boss fight with, with uh, Lusamine is when you're actually fighting her in her boss form, she doesn't use a Neolego. She, she, she's possessed by one, and she uses mm-hmm. uh, Clefable, Lilligant, Milotic, Beware, uh, and then Miss Magius, but instead of... Uh, in, in the Ultra games, it's Lopunny instead of Miss Magius. But then that's it, just those five Pokemon. I really felt like yeah. she should have sat a Neolego in there. Either a regular one, or after her five Pokemon are out, she sends herself out onto the field. That would have been fucking awesome! But yeah. we didn't get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's more or less how, like, I think at the very <clears throat> least, that's how part of Lucy means should work, is that we bring the Neolego at the final smash, but mm-hmm. the, the problem with thinking that every single trainer should work like Pokemon Trainer is, okay... So, Pokemon Trainer is designed with the small but agile Squirtle, medium Ivysaur, and then the 
a larger but more powerful Charizard. Not every trainer has Pokemon that can be really balanced out between the three of them. It's like, what, what would you choose for Lucimine? I mean, I feel like you have to have Clefable because that's her ace Pokemon. But um, what are you going to choose after that? Beware and Lilligant? All three of them are going to be heavies. Maybe not Lilligant. But Beware would definitely be a heavy. Clefable, I don't see that one being very fast either. There's nothing that's a, that's a Squirtle tier. So I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm very torn about that approach for all Pokemon trainers. I, I can see the standardization of it and it just makes sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm torn on that aspect. Yeah. But what would she what what would she, what would she do otherwise? Let's say that uh maybe for just this matchup anyway, um or we don't even have to make it firm. Uh we could just say the Pokemon training aspect is one side we can we can consider for her. But the other is just having her be your person. Um, I mean, and if that were the case... We, yeah. We've talked about other characters could be a summoner-type fighter of sorts. And it's like, okay, That's true. so for like for her special, she, let's say, points her finger forwards because she's commanding her Pokemon. Clefable very quickly appears next to her and does uh, Moonblast. And then after yeah. the move is done, Clefable goes away. Up special could be... I'm looking at the options here. Uh, beware doing um, Hammer Arm as an uppercut. And she just runs yeah. on Beware's back. Down special <laughs> could be Lilligant doing pedal dance or something. Yeah. Nice. And then on side special watch, you can use Surf and Melodic. <laughs> uh, that or like Flail, maybe. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, Matthews could do Mystical Fire. Mm-hmm. Or Low Punny could do Dizzy Punch, I guess. Yeah. So there's there's definitely options there. So it's not like one of those yeah. things where it's like, so uh, Lucimine's here and she just like uses stuff from Pokemart. Yeah, no. Lucimine sprays repel on you and has a rope. Yeah, I've, I don't, I don't really see that idea for. Like, if you're gonna do something like that, I would think it would just be like a base regular Pokemon trainer or mm-hmm. a backpacker. Yeah, I guess. Agreed. But yeah. um, t- typically, I think Pokemon trainers should either be. I'm saying Pokemon Trainers isn't like the generic all Pokemon Trainers thing. Either work like the Smash Pokemon Trainer, who I'm just going to refer to as Red from here on out. Uh, either work like Red or be a Summoner. I think that's just mm-hmm. the easy way to do it. It doesn't really make sense. I mean, maybe Summon could be more of a Brawler type. Uh, like it, Let's say Chuck got in. For some fucking reason, mm-hmm. Chuck from uh, Gen 2 is a fighter in Smash. Yeah, it makes sense if he'd be punching things. Sure, but I don't yeah. really see Lucimine brawling. I mean, I yeah. probably for her the like standard A's. I think she'd probably do like maybe a punch, punch, kick or something. But otherwise, I feel like you know just bring out your Pokemon and have them do a move for you. It's what you you're a trainer. That that makes sense to me. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, one. Uh, we want to kind of move forward, assuming that we're using the summoner route for Lucimine, just sure. to streamline it. Sure. That okay. Me. That would be great for Smash Copia. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, I see you have your blue milk. So cool. I mean, a long, long time Where's... ago, I made a move set for. I mean, we've mentioned on the show before. Uh, I made a move set for Trainer Red. As if they weren't using Pokemon fighting with them. And so they would, uh, they, they were fighting, they threw rocks instead of a Pokeball, kind of like from the Safari Zone. They could ride their bike. I don't remember mm-hmm. what else I did with them. 
Yeah. But for the most part, a Pokemon trainer, I don't really think they'd work well like that. I'm not opposed Maybe to it. Maybe 10 years ago. But it'd be yeah. weird if Lusamine was throwing rocks and riding a bike. <laughs> like, nah, don't see that happening. There's so much more to her. Like, that would be a disservice to her character. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing really says insane antagonist like Lusamine throws the rock. I mean, she also has a trophy room filled with frozen Pokemon. It's like, oh, if they're, if they're in suspended animation, nobody can hurt them. Lusamine throws the Pokemon inside of the ice block. Lusamine throws a frozen Pukumuku. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Fight item Slash or run? Slash at it with Masamune. Okay, Sephiroth. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, that's pretty interesting. And then, if, and, and then, shoot. We both, so Lusamine is a summoner that would be very, uh, at this point in time, you need to smash with the, with the, the summoner archetype not having yeah. been previously explored. and Which is I mean, odd we're... because there's so many options. Byleth could have been a yeah. fucking summoner. Seriously. Seriously. Um, yeah, and, and when you're this many characters in the pot, like very damn nearly a hundred and we don't have one. Yeah. Uh, surprising. Surprising. I mean, on one level, I can understand why Summoner has not been added to Smash yet. They mm -hmm. would be more complicated to create, and also would be mm -hmm. more taxing on the game itself. Because that's a lot True of enough. extra models that have to be designed, and mm -hmm. um, that the game has to load whenever they're... When you pick the character and they start preloading how the map's going to be, that's a lot of extra work that it has to have in there. So like, I can understand from that yeah. perspective... Having a summoner would be a lot of work. Um, in the City of Final Fantasy Duodecim, they added a Yuna, a summoner. And originally they were going to have her summon like the full forms of her of her uh, summon characters. Shiva, Ifrit, Bahamut, and so on. But uh, there was not enough room in the game to do that. So they, they were going to be like, okay, so we'll have Ifrit's head and his arm will come out of this summoning disc. And then he'll do his attack that way. And that's what they do with all the characters there. Because there just literally was not enough room in the game. Yeah. Although at the same time, Smash has been able to program something like Steve and all of his crafting. But at the nice. same time, Smash had to remove Ice Climbers from Smash 4. <laughs> what a dark time. It was! It really was! <laughs> well, the 3DS version off existence, I say then. Uh... Because when the Wii U version came out, nobody cared about it anyway. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the 3DS version was like, why did you do this? I, I think I don't mm -hmm. think Sakurai wanted to. If I was to make a guess here, yeah. uh, but it was some, but he was told, hey, we wanted to do two versions. Like, okay, why yeah. money? Agreed. Of course. Agreed. Could have gotten Smash Run on the Wii U instead. That would have yeah. been better real estate. Um, but at least we got Smash Tour. What a great mode. <laughs> Yay. Um, gosh. So, but I mean, really, we've, we've explored the characters. And then, you know, there's a, not to discount Medusa either, with a bevy of options from Uprising that are, that are more dark themed. And then just, uh, 
kind of her more standard dark magic and, and petrification magic as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, she could potentially summon other characters, too. Uh, you mentioned the eggplantification, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe she, maybe an extra skill of Medusa's could be to bring the eggplant wizard on stage. Random, but it's an option. Uh, just because she's the leader of the underworld and they're underworld soldiers. See, here, here's, what, here's what I want to know here. Here's what I want to know here. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. How would you imagine the eggplant wizard would work if this was if it's a move here that she summons an eggplant wizard or Haswell just doesn't attack real quick? Because uh, I have an eggplant wizard assist trophy that I have on the wiki from years mm -hmm. ago. Uh, and I had it, if I remember correctly when I was looking at it again recently, uh, he appears and he just says like, a pulsing aura comes out comes out from him once, and any opponents that are in that area get turned into an eggplant, as you do in Kadikarus. Uh mm -hmm. But they can still run around and jump, and then that's it. Like, they cannot do any attacks yeah. at all. Which is OP? A little yeah. bit? It is. And as it an is. assist trophy, I think that's one thing. But mm -hmm. as an element of a character, it's like that sounds too good. It's like yeah, I remove my really opponent's ability to do anything. <laughs> that's it. I mean, yeah. there are still plenty of like powers that she can do, even if it's just like she does generic dark magic or again uh, some classic Medusa uh, petrification. I mean, there's super speed, which Pelotina had in Smash 4, but she doesn't have it anymore. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else? I mentioned Meteor Shower, Landmine, Spite. Convert all remaining health into a powerful explosion, so the more damage Medusa has taken, the more powerful this attack is. That sounds like yeah. an extra skill to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to look at some of these other ones. The problem is that a lot of them are just variations of different things. Like, oh, Slipshot, uh, your your projectiles can go through walls. Homing boost improves yeah. the homing shots. Like, invisible shots, they're invisible. I don't think those really work for Medusa. No. <laughs> but, like, Poison Attack or Perilous Attack, any, any of those, like, adding a SAS effect onto it. I can see there being a side special where she's... I don't think she has a shield in Kid Icarus, but it would kind of make... I mean, Palatina has one, so I could kind of see, like, Medusa having, like, a kind of similar thing. It's like, do a shield bash type move, and it adds a sass effect on there. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, conversely, a wave of her staff, and the aura will flings out of it, I guess. Yeah. As she's waving it. Uh, but she, her staff is quite similar in build to yours. Actually. The oh. One sitting next to you. Right. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> What? What Not are you talking you about? <laughs> the staff you bought from the Renaissance Fair. Yes, Listen. yes. But but I understand the implication since that's where I usually go. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's there, there's quite a bit to, to draw from still, and um, thinking of characters from like enemies from Kid Icarus that she could potentially bring into her move set. Uh, we mentioned the mono eye. Uh, that could potentially be, for starters, uh, an up special, of course, because it's a it's a flying creature. Yeah. It could be maybe maybe a counter. It's it's big in stature. You can ha she can use it to parry for herself or whatever, or uh, just send it flying out towards opponents. 
I don't think it's like Sacred Stones or where they actually have the ability to uh, shoot out dark magic themselves, unfortunately, but there's there's some utility there. They're, they're like the Bronto bird of Kid Icarus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there's what? There's the Reaper. That would also be OP. Yeah. Now, yeah. maybe... Now, Reapets? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They'd be kind of yeah. on par to the uh, Keith that we created for our Ganondorf uh makeover that we did years yeah ago. that would that would be interesting actually now that you mention it and uh she's medusa she can send out snakes although those would be nearly useless but she can still send them out yeah um i mean probably Thanatos in a, in a was quick a snake in the original game also true also true uh she can have a move where she sends out multiple snakes at the same time or, or chargeable or whatever yeah uh, more akin to ddd's toss but instead of Tossing them, they just float out probably from out of her staff as she holds it towards the ground or something. Uh, so drawing from the classic material is also possible. Oh, yeah. I believe there's Cyclopses involved as well, but I don't know what that would be quite useful for. So really, we're looking at Mono Ivory Bet and uh, Snakes probably if we're, if we're pulling from the Underworld army. Yeah. Because then you get the Eggplant Wizard Temper or Wizard Reaper um, to OP. <laughs> And orns are just not even worth bringing into discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, sweet. Well, there's there's enough, and then again, you have the kidicrits, um, extras as well. Uh, petrification is obviously a part of it. Oh yeah. Um, probably a down special or a standard. Or the final smash. And... Interesting. She... Okay. Yeah. Pet just petrifies them for the final smash, and that just causes mental trauma damage. Yeah, so you can keep them all petrified and make it a better version of Peach's horrible final smash. I was thinking more of cinematic, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, cinematic. Yeah, well, she's freaking huge in Kid Icarus Uprising. That would be the place to do it with a CGI. Oh, oh wait, MS. what? What if? What if the petrification is how the attack is initialized? Like, you know, mm -hmm. all the cinematics, they have to do some kind of hit first to determine who's in the cinematic. So she petrifies somebody in front of her, all the snakes come out, and they do their thing. So the, yeah. the cinematic is that character petrified looking horrified, and then she unleashes some kind of huge, destructive, dark magic attack on them, whether it's uh, a mega yeah. laser or a meteor shower or something to that effect. That would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Um, what if she, as she's standing there in her idle animation, what if an opponent gets too close, the snakes can jut out from her head and attack them? Why? Do minor damage. I don't know. They're saying, don't touch my mama. No. No. At least I mean, can't do that with her. <laughs> An idle animation damaging somebody. No. No. I don't even like that taunts can damage. I'm not a <laughs> fan of it. But the precedent is already there. No. <laughs> I refuse. Sakurai might not. <laughs> I don't care. Shrek is going to automatically Sakurai damage Sakurai is not infallible. Nope. Is he more infallible than most other developers? Yeah. I mean... But, still. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I mean, that's that's pretty much know. all I really have on Medusa. Like, she could summon members of the Underworld Army, and she can use basic dark magic. She can use all the different powers from Kid Icarus. Why not? Uh, petrification, yeah. standard Medusa mythology fair. Mm-hmm. I, I would say you could give her a sword because I'm pretty sure mythological Medusa, or at least in some 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 does, forms yeah. of Medusa, yeah, they have a bow or has a sword. But I feel like she already has a staff, and she could just swing mm-hmm. that like a sword if she really wanted to. I concur. Yeah, Medusa's sword bearing Medusa is kind of a tragic character when you really dig into it. Uh, she really is. Backstory there. She yeah. is. Um, Zeus is a bastard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe the next kid Icarus can deal with him. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad so, idea. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I think we've, we're kind of at what's end with both of these characters at this point. Yeah. We've it's discussed like, them. We, yeah. we have Lucemin, yeah. who could be a summoner. Uh, she's got the Clefable, Lilligant, Lopony, Milotic, Beware, Miss um, Magius, Neolego as a Final Smash. Uh, you you mm-hmm. could give her other Pokemon, I guess, like from uh, Alola. But typically speaking, especially when it comes to something like this, like they already have the, these are the Pokemon she uses. Why would you give her mm-hmm. something different? That's just weird to me. Yeah, agreed. And then Medusa, who has all those other tools as well. Agreed. Yeah, but both so... both would be interesting. I think. I agree. Um, I had a specific lean going into this, and then as we discussed the other character, it, that lean diminished, mm. I will say. So it is difficult to ascertain an opinion, more so than I thought it would be. So um, I, I wasn't sure I where I was at before yeah. we started, because both didn't have good merits as far as I was concerned. But um, I, I think there's one that I think would be more interesting to have to be than the other. Agreed. Agreed. So, how do we want to do this? Count of three, or...? Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Uh, uh, Lusamine. Yeah, it's Lusamine, I think. <laughs> like, I have no problem with Medusa getting in. Uh, I think she'd be a great choice to add to Smash. But, uh, Lusamine... For, first of all, get us a summoner character. If we already had a summoner-type character, maybe I wouldn't say Lusamine here. But part of the reason why we picked her to be even in this episode of uh, Nintendo Female Villains, because there's honestly not very many good options for for this topic. Medusa was an easy right. choice. And I was like, okay, who would she go up against? So I was like, oh, Lusamine could be interesting. Because Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, you, Pokemon's villains... <laughs> I'm There's a sure reason how... we're not talking about Archie. <laughs> or Lysander. <laughs> but Lucimine is far more interesting of a villain than the others across the series. And the fact that she has the whole Neo-Lego thing going on just adds more to her. And you get, like... She she feels more like a final boss than what some of the others do. That said, yeah. the fact that she doesn't use a fucking Neo-Lego is the greatest... One of the greatest sins of Pokemon Sun and Moon. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few things that those yeah. games had wrong. Rotom Dex needs to pipe down. But uh, Lucimine should have had a Neo Lego in her moveset. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. The best thing that 
what all those cons have going for them is that at least they're not Jenny. Yeah. Like, the only the only <laughs> Pokemon villains that feel like they could be characters in Smash are Lusamine, Giovanni, arguably Mewtwo, Hithorian. I don't know if he really... In the games, he's not a villain. Anime, yeah, it's a little bit different. Uh, well, base games. I but mean, even the other then, games have different things. Yeah. But yeah. then the only other one that really feels playable would be Ultra Necrozma. Yeah. Or Necrozma. Well, I don't. I don't know how he'd really be playable, but he's the only. One, he's the only one that feels up on that tier. Mm-hmm. Like, are Archie and Maxi. While they are fun characters, they are also mm -hmm. good examples of being big dumb. Mm-hmm. Cyrus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like Gen Four, but no. Uh, actually, you know, in 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 and gets this. Actually, I'll take it back. They are also both two good options. I forgot yeah. to mention them, but yeah, Lysander. True. No, I, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, none of them. I think I am thinking more because Guzma could be a fun character. Guzma is enjoyable, although I kind of wonder if it would be better just to have his Golisopod be playable and just have Guzma in the background. Yeah, because the rest of his well, team. I mean, I mean, who cares about the rest of his team? It's the Golisopod anybody cares about. Mm hmm. Quite true. Quite true. So. I guess we're both in agreement, though. I, I was thinking Medusa at first, just because it's the character is more interested in. But then, as this discussion continued, and we're like, "Hey, Lucimine could be a summoner." Mm -hmm. like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not I like mean, yeah. Well, it's not like she has Pokemon that wouldn't work either. Like some of the characters as well. Uh, Archie's ace is Sharpedo. Mm -hmm. I would struggle making <laughs> Sharpedo work a little bit better. Now, if he's just a summoned character, that's a little bit better. But if he was, if it was a Pokemon trainer type style with well, like Trainer Red, Sharpedo, I don't know how I would do that. But unless it was mean, just floating there, which is weird. Yes, it would be very strange. Uh, so mm -hmm. some of the trainers they just don't have good Pokemon that really leads to them working in Smash as playable characters. But Lucifer, the only one that doesn't really work is Milotic. Yeah. And if it's for a singular move, they're. And they insist you can find a way, but otherwise you just don't need it there. Yeah. So that's fine. So uh, cool. I guess congratulations, Lucy. Welcome Lucy to Smash. Welcome to Smash. All right. So that's going to be one matchup done. And now we're moving on to the next two iconic third party villains, male villains, uh, as we had to a uh, battle of uh, ladies and now a battle of men. Uh, we kind of struggled to pick two people for this after we lost out on Sephiroth and we decided to move <laughs> Dr. Eggman onto his own thing to be done sometime in the future. When exactly, we don't know, yeah. but we do know we, what we want to do with him. So we're like, okay, who? Who do we do then? And after a good amount of back and forth, we decided to go with the Lich King from World of Warcraft versus Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Oh, While they yeah. may not quite be uh, on the level of Eggman and Sephiroth, these characters are both two iconic villains in their own rights. One of them being a huge part of the, of the World of Warcraft story. Um, a the, the spirit of an orc shaman merged with a with a prince that became the lich king and he can do 
necromancy and ice magic, which is an interesting combination. And then pyramid yeah. head, which something about the fears and manifestation of guilt or something from Silent Hill. Silent Hill's horror, and that's all I know about it. Jono, what the mm-hmm. hell? <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you a little bit about please, Pyramid Head. Please. Okay. Uh, Pyramid Head is arguably, uh, inarguably, the most iconic antagonist from the Silent Hill series. Oh, easy. Um, aesthetically, it's this sulking creature humanoid man without a head and there's a pyramid like structure metal structure helmet in place of where the head would be um and he is carrying a huge sword like a like a buster sword type of big sword um and throughout silent hill uh silent hill 2 is where they're introduced they they uh move around very slowly um throughout the village of which Silent Hill 2, for instance, is located. And they are manifestations of guilt because Silent Hill is a very uh, psychological thriller type of series where it's not necessarily jump scares in your face, um, kind of Western um, horror. Like it's, it's not like a very actiony title like Resident Evil has become. Right. It's, uh, it's more of a slow burn, classic horror um and pyramid head stalks them stalks the protagonist and, and james sunderland most uh prominently um throughout throughout locales and if james comes too close to the pyramid head um like within within the vicinity pyramid head will create a guttural screech and murder him oh. essentially with the with the with the sword which for whatever Lovely. reason, is actually called the giant knife. By the way, was it giant knife? I thought it was uh, so, great knife. Great knife. Yeah, yeah it's the great, great knife. knife. And he also has a great spear. Um, yeah, it does have a spear. That makes it a little more interesting uh, right out of the gate. So, uh, yeah, and apparently in the in the village, um, at least in the fir- in the first title up here, in uh, Pyramid Head has a pyramid for a head because they lack a head. Ahead, because in this town of Silent Hill, uh, you know, some number of years ago, it was a place for execution, like during during the Salem uh, witch trials. Right. So, these men and women who became pyramid heads don't have a head, and they're tortured. So, yippee ki yay! Um, they're also in Dead by Daylight. They are. I was going to uh, get into that actually a little bit. Nice. Because um, I, I, I watched a little bit of uh, the Pyramid Head encounters in Silent Hill, uh, both from the games and a little bit of the movies as well, to kind of see, like, okay, what can this character actually do? And it looks like... Not much! Um, he swings his giant sword around, he moves super fucking slow, and he can rip your skin off. Yeah. Ripping its own skin off might make for an interesting time. No, <laughs> no, I think not. Thank you. The spear as well. The but uh, I did, I did want to mention that, as far as Dead by Daylight is concerned, uh, in that game, Pyramid Head is referred to as the Executioner. So when you brought up Executions, like, oh, that's where the name comes from. Because mm-hmm. every killer in Dead by Daylight, they get a the blank kind of name, except for 
Ghostface is just called the Ghostface and do not get me fucking started on that bullshit. He's the only licensed killer to have their name be like that. Myers is the shape. Freddy Krueger is the nightmare. Um, who else do we have me? Oh, um, Amanda from Jigs from Saw is called the Pig. He's the only one that's the Ghostface. I'm assuming it's a rights issue. Could have at least called him the face or the ghost. That would have been better. It's also the only one that it's two words. Everybody else is the one word. Mm-hmm. Bothers me. But uh, in that game, again, you know, he he has his gigantic sword. He can swing it around. Um, the interesting thing about uh, Pyramid Head and Dead by Daylight, though, is he has the rights of judgment, where he can just dig his sword in the ground and uh, have it be in the ground as he just walks forward, and he will carve a bloody trail in the ground behind him that has like these steel spikes sticking up out of it and if somebody runs through it they will be affected by a satisfact called torment which uh if somebody's affected by torment and he knocks them to the ground he can send them instead of putting them on a hook like most killers would do he can teleport them to some other place on the map where they are stuck in a cage of spikes that are threatening to kill them or, if somebody is uh, only one hook away from dying and they're affected by torment, you can just straight up murder them right there on the ground. And they're yeah. dead. Which I find, like, the the whole trail of torment thing, I think is a pretty interesting thing. I don't know necessarily if it can be in Smash. I don't see why not. Especially since Pyramid, from what I can tell in actual Silent Hill games, truthfully does not have much to him. I was very surprised when I found that he literally just has the sword, no supernatural abilities or anything. It's just just that. It's like, okay, wow, you would really have to get creative with this guy. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe extract from Dead by Daylight having that uh, that move that you mentioned. Maybe mm-hmm. using the cage in some some fashion. Maybe a maybe an up special potentially where the cage is raised with the pyramid head inside of it. Not that kind of cage. It's more of a, a box. And it's just on the ground. Okay, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, Cause you, yeah. Because you can be pulled out of it. It's not something that's not like you would hang from the ceiling. Yeah. Not that kind of cage. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, either which way. Okay, so, and that, yeah, that is essentially pyramid-headed. It works for Silent Hill. Um, yeah. Just for the creep factor, but uh, as you said, you have to get creative. creative. Um, I think like if there was a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2, Pyramid Head would be a shoe-in, so someone's going to have to be creative. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's, there's, there's the giant, the, the great knife, also known as, you know, the giant freaking sword, and I don't know why they call it a knife. And uh, I haven't played enough Silent Hill. Maybe it's a narrative direction, but I just kind of feel like it's just there because. And then the spear. So... To his credit, there's not many spear users in Smash, and if you put that, use that a little more liberally than they do in Silent Hill, mm-hmm. have a slightly more interesting character. Um, I think the biggest plus to Pyramid Head, um, because because aside from the trail with the with the torture effect, um, honestly, I mean you're you're looking at something that just a melee character that uses a sword and a spear, and there's a lot of characters that can do that. Yeah. Um, but in their case, it's just the the aesthetic of the character, the the fact that they can be brutal in a yeah. way that very few a characters character. can be. 
Exactly. So it's not that they have a sword, it's how they use the sword. It's not how they have a spear, it's that they, how they use the spear. It's that they strike fear into other people just by being. Yeah. And and the, the nature of the character. Um, very few characters can be that brutal, especially in the scape of Smash. You have Pyramid Head, and what? You have, like, Doom Guy. That's uh, essentially it. So if you want a visceral meaty character like that um having that violent edge that's pretty much that's pretty much that that total lack of finesse um very representative of classic horror um aesthetic it's a very pleasing idea yeah absolutely it's a so it's a very pleasing idea it's uh kind of like the same kind of itch the trapper would scratch but more realistic than the trapper <laughs> a little, little bit more realistic. the trapper is more interesting but yeah yeah um so, so that's that's not a bad platform to be standing on but of course there's also the lich king that pyramid heads against lich king this lich king's history is a anything from world of warcraft's <laughs> history is a big Thank thing you. Uh, oh yeah it, i tried starting to look at it and it's like that there's a lot right there Basically, my understanding is Necromancer Spirit possesses Prince, creates Lich King. I think that's mm -hmm. my essential understanding of it. And then he went on to uh, become a villainous force against the planet of Azeroth, or is it World? I don't... I, I'm assuming that's what they call the planet. I don't entirely know, actually, now that I think about it. I know the game, they say that takes place in Azeroth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what the planet is called. You wouldn't mm -hmm. say that Final Fantasy VII takes place in Gaia. Yeah. Even though that's what they call the planet. That'd be fucking weird. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as what he can do, he has, obviously, you know, some necromancy to him. Let me try to bring up his pages here. Uh, he can do ice magic. That just sends out, like, waves of ice energy. He can bring up gigantic ice walls, summon ghouls, uh, lumbering abominations witch doctors he can make these things fight for him uh he's got uh shambling horrors he can use a move called necrotic play to infect the target with the plague so dealing what's called shadow damage and then a damage over time i think from what i'm saying on here because i'm just looking really quickly here so word of Warcraft fans don't fucking stab me please uh he can summon a shadow trap this sounds interesting to me uh some of the shadow trap within some radius underneath a player and then after a short delay, you know, or, no, um, reading that weird. So he, he would basically summon a trap down on the ground, targeted near somebody, and if they run into it, trap bursts up and they're damaged by a shadow damage. That seems pretty cool. Nice. I like that. Like, that's was kind of thing like Medusa, oh, if she has landmine, she could do something like that. So that's the same kind of thing. Uh, winter yeah. storms. Uh, a move called Pain and Suffering. Ah, oh, good. Okay. 2020. He can summon ice spheres, uh, throw essentially like ice crystals that just run up people and damage them. A underground shockwaves for a quake type move. He's got a whole bunch of uh, different kinds of shit. Harvest slowly consumes the soul of the target. That's, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to watch some footage, but I didn't have enough time before we started. But mm -hmm. he, he's got quite a lot of magic that sounds like it would be very hard to 
survive against. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, as as should be, because he's the Lich King, who's probably the, what, the sole um, most iconic or notable villain from World of Warcraft. Yeah, uh, which, uh, as far as I'm aware, I mean, he's the only one I know of. Yeah, and that's saying I, something. I have since... never played. I've yeah. thought about just trying the beginning of it to kind of see, like, how it works, but I'm not much of an MMO guy myself. Mm-hmm. I like the I like MMO structures in general. Um, like the first Xenoblade is very MMO like. Yeah. Or uh, and, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, but the MMOs that I played, I mean, I've never really gotten past like say like the simplicity of a structure like a free to play thing like RuneScape. Yeah. Just because I've never, I think I, I look at it and it's just daunting. Yeah, that's um, yes. And the a time part investment of for me is, I play games socialization solo. with people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. If I, I've done a little bit of some MMOs that allowed me to go through areas on my own, just play through the story, I can do what I want. I don't want to group up with people or be in a guild or do or be in a raid or anything like that. But World of Warcraft, you need other people. You do. Yeah. Or you're not gonna be able to take down some of these story bosses. And for me that's mm-hmm. just I don't wanna do that. I, I don't want it's, to deal yeah. with other people. I wanna play a game yeah. my own way on my own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I like, um, and this is you know an, an area where we're uh, different quite a bit. Is I enjoy um, putting myself out there with with a lot of different types of people and getting to know them. But in the structure of a game, it's different yeah. um, because you know you play a game to unwind, and uh, yeah. For, so for me, um, it's not like I don't play games with friends. It's that the act of having to make friends I don't have the time yeah doing yeah. things that they're supposed to be doing yeah that's difficult in itself I don't I don't uh, have the time for it frankly yeah so either. it's just yeah it's also just yeah. a huge time commitment like I yeah, love exactly. my games that give me immersion in the story that I can do a lot of things with but MMOs are like above that level it's like oh god mm-hmm 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 it's like making it through a campaign of romance of the three kingdoms every night of your life. Uh, so, <laughs> long, 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 long time investment. I, but all that said, I mean, I, I got close to trying it before when they introduced the pandas. Clearly, that was a high point. <laughs> if I recall correctly, but, I don't think people liked that they were adding pandas. I don't think so either. <laughs> but I sure did. It was definitely amusing. It's like, that's a funny race. It's like, hey, it's not mm-hmm. just three different kinds of dark. I, I'm, I don't know the race as much in, uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. World of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft. <laughs> but typically, usually, in any fantasy genre, it's like, all right, here's your six different elves. Here's your two or three dwarves. Here's some half orcs. Here's humans, and then here's like a couple other things. But then they had a pen. It's like, well, that's different. I kind of appreciate yeah. that. That's yeah. that's interesting like yeah. i know um god what was it called uh something quest dragon no an mmo dumbass <laughs> i can't remember i can't remember i can't remember what it was but there was an mmo where you like you could play as frogs nice it's like frog people it's like that's different kind of yeah. like it yeah it's like a Tales of Redwall kind of thing. That's kind of cool. 
Yeah, I never heard those. So, <laughs> frog and toad, perhaps. So, little bear. It's like little bear, but they fight. So, <laughs> uh, so the Lich King essentially has the opposite problem of Pyramid Head. Where, where Everquest. Pyramid Head here. That's what it was. Yeah. Everquest there you 2. Go. Ever oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Puzzle Quest 2, but EverQuest. Um, where the Lich King has such an arsenal of, of, uh, of moves, it's uh, what do you pull from necessarily. Yeah. Um, but Pyramid Head, it's like, here's what you do, get creative. So Pretty much. Many, yeah, yeah. And the two characters that, um, from the looks of them, both um, Pyramid Head more so because it's from a mature... Uh, they're both em like M-rated titles, but, but Silent Hill is more so mature-themed. Uh, so you get more of that horror vibe from it. Uh, and then the Lich King, it's more, much more of a technical character, I'd imagine, just with how much he can do. Yes. Um, so I think Lich King is more interesting on paper, but Pyramid Head might be the character that I would play as the more more and would fit my style more. Mm. So there's definitely a conflict there. Um, but yeah, I, is there is there anything else you have on either character you want to touch on before we kind of decide or or get into the nitty gritty of debate? Um, the the other things that I would bring up is outside of the character, the games that they are from. Silent Hill oh, yeah. is um one of the biggest horror game series out there. Uh, its biggest rival being that of Resident Evil. And then mm -hmm. World of Warcraft is the biggest MMO, period, in existence. Mm -hmm. There are other ones that are out there, again, like RuneScape or EverQuest that we've mentioned. Uh, but there's some smaller ones, like Puzzle Pirates or the Wizard 101 and Pirate 101 guys. But uh, nobody could... Yeah. But nobody can <laughs> deny that World of Warcraft is the MMO. And yeah. from that respect, I could I feel like it's it's a series or it's well series. It's a game that I feel like should have some kind of representation because that's a whole section of the of gaming history, the gaming world that's not in Smash at this time. So Agreed. from that respect, whether it's Lich King or some other character like Jaina or um, those are the only two characters whose names I know. I only know the Lich King and Jaina. That's all I know. And panda. Some some panda NPC. But um, like whether it's whether it's one of them or some other character, I do feel like World of Warcraft should have some Smash content. It really should, I think. It's it's like having Steve in Smash necessarily with the, with the cultural impact. Yeah. Yeah. I concur, and, and then Silent Hill is a fantastic series and is up there in the echelons. Resident Evil outclasses it as far as uh, sales and popularity goes in that respect. So, uh, regardless of where the genre, where the series has gone recently, it's probably still a, a king of horror on on uh, in gaming world compared to Silent Hill. Uh, so there's also that where you're where you can say Silent Hill is second rate, even though I enjoy Silent Hill more than Resident Evil just from a corporate standpoint. Right. Um, so there's also that. Um, so yeah, not 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 to not to degrade Pyramid Head at least not too soon. Of course, um, of course. But yeah, so that that's a good point. That's a good point because it's just more so Pyramid Head is a cool character, but you're also dealing with a lot of Resident Evil uh, potential. There's uh, you know Jill, Chris, Claire, Leon, uh, Wesker. 
would be very cool, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and we can't even say he's necessarily the most unlikely thing to happen now that Sephiroth is in. So yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, yeah, so Wes, Wesker would be badass. Pyramid Head, though, absolutely the best choice for Silent Hill and still a respectable, iconic series. Um, all said, um, I guess I'm developing a lean, and I feel ready to vote unless you have something else to say. We actually haven't talked much about these two. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we kind of just yeah. went through them really quickly. I, I think it's largely because... Um... There's there's really a lack of awareness here. Like, well, they are both huge characters and their games are huge. We don't have mm -hmm. much personal exposure to them, which unfortunately kind of yeah. yeah it, it unfortunately makes things yeah. And like, I'm sorry, I don't want to read through his entire wiki page because fuck, there's a lot. He did a lot of <laughs> things in a lot of places, week. and it's like Jesus Christ, Lich King. You, you do too much mm -hmm. fucking shit. But um, that, that's that's unfortunately like we're not going to know every game out there. We're not going to know every character. We can talk about them based on what we have. But in this case, I don't have anything more I can really say about either one. Yeah. I, I have a lean, but I mean... Yeah. I wish I wish I could say more of a back and forth on either one, but I just don't have enough knowledge either way. Yeah, I understand. So you have your lean, but it's more nebulous because it's lack of knowledge. Yeah, um, and that's just. And I mean, it would have helped if we didn't decide on what on these matchups as as soon to recording this as we did. But like two days ago, it's kind of a yeah. rock and a hard. Yeah. It's kind of a rock and a hard place situation though. We could, because it's separate not that long ago. God damn it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, as so, either which way, either what, either which way. Um, they're still too. Even though the the discussion hasn't been as uh, even as interesting as Medusa and Lucimine was, um, it's still um, covering two characters who deserve to be spoken about. So, we can at least uh, serve them the respect of figuring out who we want most, I suppose. Yeah. And who that is, who knows. Who knows? Um, I guess I went first last time. You want to tell me who your lean is right now? Sure. So between the two of them, I I'm going to go with uh, with Lich King here. A large part of that is yeah. because um, one, how huge World of Warcraft is, but also the fact that Pyramid Head really does not have a lot to him. I mean, sure, we we could get creative. Sakurai could get creative. But Lich King, when I was looking through his abilities, granted, I haven't seen what these look like, but based on the names alone and some of the partial descriptions that I've gotten on him, it sounds like he could be a really interesting character. Like, he probably would have some kind of summoning move of uh, some form of undead oh, yeah. to bring up on the stage. And then um, a shadow spell, an ice spell. Uh, uh, there's three of his specials right there. What the, what the other one could be... What his final smash could be, I don't know. Some something huge. Maybe he could have mm -hmm. like a, a total screen nuke, um, kind of like what. I mean, no no character really has a full screen nuke in Smash for the final smash, but some of them have a large range. Uh, fucking PK Starstorm, Black mm -hmm. Hole, and Mega Laser. 
uh, even Mario Finale uh, has some good range to it. So I I think he would have like oh oh um, pits, um, the the great sacred treasure pretty much hits the whole screen as well. I feel he he would probably have a final smash that's like that. I think. But mm-hmm. uh, I just just seeing all the things that he can do sounds interesting to me. We don't have a character like that, and he's seems cool. Yeah, yeah, I can I can respect that um, quite a lot. There's certainly not um, an argument as per how much inherently Lich King can do compared to Pyramid Ed. Right. And uh and some of what Lich King has is is uh, a lot of what Lich King has is pretty pretty lucrative. Um from the ice magic, which is not fairly explored except in a couple moves from what Ice Climber. Pretty much. <laughs> and uh and that's about it. Um and necromancy as well. That's another take on summoning and summoning set Lucamine over the edge with Paul uh, over well, uh, Medusa. I think his yeah. something that I was kind of imagining wouldn't be the style that we were talking about for Lucamine, or mm-hmm. uh, I, I was thinking it more like uh, the Waddledees that King Dedede could do in Brawl. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like Don't he, he someone's like it's like a skeleton that just starts shambling forwards, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I am going to go. You know what? I will say it's difficult for me only because I like Silent Hill. Fair enough. But, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I will say... Uh, I I see you're editing that page and you uh, fucked up the formatting. Mm Mm-hmm. Please. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What are you talking about? The document that you edited? And you bolded loose. Oh yeah, I did it. On, I did it on a uh, did it on mobile. Whoops. Yeah, the don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I vote pyramid head. I had a feeling you would. Yeah, and here's why. Um, the character can you can uh, make something out of it with a little elbow grease. You you take the the great knife um, as the as the primary weapon. You have the spear probably as a standard special or side special. Um, you take from Dead by Daylight with with the uh, dragging of the knife across the ground, uh, with the with the uh, torturous fencing, uh, whatnot. Uh, but you can also uh, get get a little more liberal with the, with the creation process. Bring in. Uh, incorporate a guillotine, maybe as a final smash or or, or something else, since that's very uh, aesthetic to the pyramid head character as well. Uh, the final smash could be beyond all reason a torture room and a psych evaluation unit, like in Silent Hill, where they'll or pyramid heads will grab you and strap you to a chair and flip you upside down and then stab you to death. So that could be a great time, right? Uh, Jesus. But what, um, what, it's inarguable. Lich King's major pros um, logically outweigh anything Pyramid Head has going for it. Yeah. Um, the iconicity of the series, the iconicity of the character as a villain, and just the massive amount of moves Lich King is capable of. 
so the only thing that I have going for me is the sheer apathy because I don't know the character. Yeah. So um, that and I kind of feel like it would be fun to make the first episode of 2021 be a tiebreaker. Jesus. You, you love those, right? You did it just to have a tiebreaker? Come on. No, no, no. I, I did it because I like the character more. Well, it is certainly uh, our first tiebreaker in a while, if we don't count the Tournament of Champions that we had, which had quite a few. What was, um, was the last one we had just... I think it might have been Mock Rider and Balloon Fighter. Wow. Wow, we have only our second one. That's pretty interesting. I mean, there have been a couple times where we were split, but we had a guest on those episodes that would break the tie for us. Mm-hmm. As I think that happened. Yeah. Fairly sure? It's kind of interesting. Hmm. I'm not sure. <laughs> but Well, yeah. that is it then. Uh, we have chosen Lusamine to be added to Smash, and as for Lich King and Pyramid Head, we are split, which means you, the viewers, at home, or work, or on the, 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 the street, where, wherever, wherever you're listening to this, up to you go ahead and let us know in the comments somewhere whether it's on youtube or jfrom.com or i don't know if spotify has a comment section or something i i don't know uh telepathically perhaps send us a mail and a letter in the mail i would not recommend those options but you can go to the the other places uh jfrom.com or youtube probably being your best bets and let us know yeah. uh, who you think should be added to Smash. You can also let us know who you think between uh, Lucinine and Medusa. And whatever the viewer votes say between Lich King and Pyramid Head will be what this podcast officially declares as the character that we would choose to be added into Smash. So. You keep saying that. Cheerio. You're such a weird Christmas tree. Yeah, it was a fun day. Thank you for uh, trimming this tree with your friendship. No. Oh, yeah, next episode. Yes, next episode. Well, he's here, so we might as well talk about him. Next time on uh, Supercast Brothers, it's time for another On Topic episode as we discuss Sephiroth, the one-winged angel himself. And everything that he has done to us. We've already gotten to play a little bit of him, uh, but we'll, we'll be playing this a little bit more before we get to actually talk about him as we'll go over our impressions and what we think this could mean for the future of Smash. Yeah, and will he bring despair, despair? or despair? You know, he <laughs> might bring both. Good. I need a few more in my fridge. I bet you do. All right, well, that's it, everyone. Bye. See ya.